The Duo Live audio experience now proudly distributing on Apple. That's right, baby. We made it to Apple. So, therefore, we are celebrating our 15th episode with one of the best, most informative, useful interviews that I have done over the past four years, 250 plus on other channels and mediums. I am sharing with you a PR interview with a PR expert and strategist, Jillian Smith from Propeller, which is a content marketing shop out of Chicago, Illinois. Jillian and I's relationship goes back several years to a tech incubator in Youngstown, Ohio is where that relationship started. I have followed her track. She's doing some amazing work. And this 30-minute episode has some incredible value for our listeners when it comes to executing a sound PR strategy. Give it a listen. Share it with a friend, a business owner. Thank you for all you do. I think you're going to absolutely love and find tremendous value in this episode brought to you by iSynergy. Thank you. And we are hanging out at Moe's Tavern today in Youngstown, Ohio. Actually, we're not hanging out at Moe's Tavern. And I've gotten rid of my FM DJ and my Randy Macho Man Savage like voice when I come on. I like just trying to, I, I get so excited, Jillian. <laughs> well, that's good. The enthusiasm is good. Um, I don't know about the Macho Voice. Maybe better to keep you, but that's great. We have a wonderful guest on the Dio Live Marketing Show brought to you by iSynergy today. My good friend, Jillian Smith. We met at the Youngstown Business Incubator a few minutes ago. I would say that goes back a few years. And uh, I'm super pumped to have Jillian on. Um, she's a do-yo liver. And she reached out to me not too long ago. And I feel horrible that I didn't get a chance to jump, jump on. But you did so, some sort of live event or webinar panel discussion. I did. I did. Yeah. And, With and another was, uh, kind of Youngstowner connected, interconnected person, Ari Lewis, who's over at Green Block Capital in Cleveland. I love it. So Jillian, set the tone here. Youngstown State graduate in marketing major? Actually, no, in political science, um, which is totally a different field, but a lot of similarities, actually. The writing, um, just being able to write a lot is is the biggest skill I took away from that. Love it. And um, time at the Youngstown Business Incubator is where we ended up crossing paths. And then you mm -hmm. went off to Chicago. Mm -hmm. to work at a marketing agency called Propeller, which is a content marketing shop. Um, and want to jump into all that good stuff. But in any case, Jillian, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, whether we're quarantined or not, to talk on our Zoom and hang out, talk marketing and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah. first things first, um, uh, um, graduated from Youngstown State and then was any other big city in the mix or Chicago was kind of like where you wanted to be? That's a great question. So I started off uh, actually in Shanghai, China. I was working um, there in their uh, Department of Commerce kind of equivalent. And uh, so okay. I got the chance to work with a bunch of different startups in that space. Um, moved over to Moscow, Russia, where I was kind of doing the same thing uh, with tech startups over there, which was interesting because sanctions were being imposed. Um, so lots of interesting stuff going on. But my love has always been tech startups um, and the startup space. So when the opportunity came back to uh, America, I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love to do that. So then I ended up in Chicago uh, working at Propeller, and they're focused on um, tech startups that are in the Midwest. Uh, so it was a perfect fit for me because at the Youngstown Business Incubator, um, I think what's really interesting is that there's not a lot of uh, 
diversity in, in many senses in, in the tech space, um, but geographic diversity is one of those interesting areas too, where a lot of people don't really think about or talk about uh, startups in the, in the Midwest, um, but it's a, uh, it, it's a very alive and uh, growing space and there's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. So I love working with it. Yeah, it is awesome. You know, I, I would say that for anybody that doesn't know, you know, the, the tech community, um, Columbus, actually, Columbus, Ohio has a, a very solid uh, tech community and our own Youngstown Business Incubator uh, from having an office there for a handful of years probably has the most diversity in all of the city of Youngstown, you know, on the campus itself. But mm -hmm. there's been inroads that have been made by a number of big companies now at this point, trying to get more diversity into the tech community, especially female uh, tech representation. Um, yeah. uh, CEO, I think of Salesforce, another big tech company has a huge purpose-driven effort to try to educate young girls into steering them into coding. And it stems out of that STEM and math initiatives as well that we, we tend to see, you know, just kind of male dominated things for, for whatever reason. And that those things are changing. Thank goodness. Absolutely. Yes. So talk, talk to me then, um, you know, obviously very niche. Um, I started actually my first marketing company based upon uh, healthcare IT companies. And so um, uh, Propeller knows their, their customer. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about content marketing and some of the things that you do strategically with clients um, and your role at Propeller. Of course, yeah. So our main focus is uh, public relations. We're about 60% public relations, uh, and then the rest would be content marketing. But what's interesting is those feed very synergistically into each other. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is how to take your public relations wins and then transfer those over into your content marketing efforts. Um, and then just your sales and marketing efforts in general. So if you think about it, um, all we often talk about, and I know you've talked about quite a bit, content is king, right? Um, but what's great about public relations is that that content is being validated by a third party source. So it's not you just putting out your voice into the ether, hey, come look at us, we're really cool. It's another entity that is um, reputable, that has gone through the stages of building up their own credibility and platform to bring you on and say, hey, pay attention to this person. Their input is important. Their insight is um, valid. And so that's what we, we really like to do, um, is we like to get the insights and thoughts of our clients out into um, publications that are already uh, built up in terms of their credibility and their uh, reputation. Um, and so the main thing that is most important when you think about that is, can you take what you have either, is it a profile about you? Is it an article that you've contributed? Um, or is it just a blurb that you have had um, in a major publication? Can you take those uh, for the audiences that are over here and then transmit those to your audiences over here? Um, and so what we always like to say is PR is kind of only half the battle. It's a major part of the battle, um, but the other part is what you do with that PR. Um, so I have about 11 ways that, um, and I can go through them quickly, but 11 ways <laughs> that people can take their PR wins and turn them into sales and marketing wins. 
Um, so I can go ahead and launch into those, but I just talked a lot. So before I start that, do you have any no, thoughts? No, that, that, that is absolutely awesome. A lot of, a lot of things in that, right? And I love the PR strategy. I do believe that we're living in an age unlike any other where if you have some interest, some talent, some chutzpah, like you could have a radio show and you could call it a podcast. Yes. But there's also some there's also something to this, the validation of me being invited to go elsewhere and be mm -hmm. worthy enough off my own platform. And that is yes. absolutely a fact. You know, I make jokes all the time. Like I don't get invited to speak at many marketing conferences. So I started my own. <laughs> which is which is counter is is counter opposite of everything that you're saying. I'm only validated because I started my own conference. But like, no, I mean, so and then the second part part of that is is you're right. It's hard. It's competitive to get into something, a publication, mm -hmm. a platform, whatever that interview is, but that's half the battle. It's how you repurpose and you leverage that opportunity is where you get the mileage out of it. Uh, free is not necessarily free. The, the time that goes into getting you there, yes. but obviously, you know, the coverage that you get from it's amazing, but it could be short lived if you don't get mileage out of it. So how do we get mileage out of it? Exactly. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, but so it's an interesting point that you bring up, um, you know, starting your own platform because they do feed into each other synergistically. And that goes into my first point is that when you create a contributed article, that is something that you can turn into a blog post or you can take a blog post and turn it into a contributed article. So say I am a inbound marketer. I have this great idea, five ways to get uh, reporters to pay attention to me. And that's something that as a PR person, I'm thinking about all the time, right? So it's top of mind. I write down my thoughts, turn those into a quick blog post. Boom, I have great thought leadership right there. What I can do with that, now it's living on my blog post and that's great. Maybe I can tweet that out. Maybe um, you know a couple thousand people will see that. Uh, but then what you can do is you can take that content those same ideas, those five tips and rework it into a contributed article and then go to a publication that is typically a trade publication that's in your space. So um, marketing, you can look at uh, things like Marketing Land um, or uh, the Neil Patel blog uh, or but anywhere really that looks at um, guest authors and guest posts. And right. what, what that typically looks like is you, if you go to the about page and you see like write for us um, or contribute, there will be a little signal somewhere that says, hey, we're a publication that's open to accepting uh, guest authors. And right. so once you find that signal, you contact that person, you pitch them with your ideas. Hey, I have these five great strategy, strategies for moving people from this stage of the funnel to this stage of the funnel. And I'd love to share that thought leadership with you. And Jillian, so... You know, obviously that's a very time consuming um, effort. And mm -hmm. then it's also a lot of it's built upon relationships as well. So like this isn't like for me, it becomes relationship building. And then, you know, some of it's a one off the value that like you bring as a as an agency, as a PR firm is you come with a built in list of relationships. Yes. And my time, you know, like if, if I don't have the time to sit there and really manufacture this. This is why I work with you in order to get me there. 
did I pay you to say this before? <laughs> just, just like, I swear uh, I did. <laughs> but I'm thinking of paying you to right. get me on some of these things, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But the value of that, the real value of that is if you are working with a PR professional already or somebody who is doing this for you, um, or if you're doing it for yourself, that synergy is there where you can then take those thoughts and you can transmit them over to your blog post. So say you've already right. published this um, in a contributed article format, you can then take that and, and turn it the other way around. So it can start originally from you just on your blog post, or it can start in the contributed space and then turn into a blog post. But then from that, you can even get into more repurposing and repackaging, such as you can take those five thoughts and then turn them into a tweet thread. So each thread is a different thought. Um, you can take that and turn it into a LinkedIn article, you know, original posting on LinkedIn. You could even take that, take the transcript of that blog post and talk about it in a podcast format um, for people who are more auditory minded. Um, and so there are so many different ways to repackage that content. Um, but I think that's the first step is, is when you get that PR win, when you um, secure that, it could be a contributed article, but again, it could be... Um, your profile uh, in, a, in a piece, you know, in the Youngstown Business Journal. This is, uh, Doyo got the, Doyo got this uh, great, you know, profile. Um, you can take that and then turn it into a blog post uh, about that, that piece as well. So there's so many different ways to repackage your content, I guess is the baseline there. You got it. Jillian Smith, a marketing professional, marketing expert, PR expert at Propeller in Chicago, a Youngstown native, Youngstown State University, Graduate, you've if you're joining us either in our watch party or on our Doyo Live page or the Doyo page, whatever you whatever it is to you, and you want to ask Jillian the question, put it in the chat. We'll make sure that she uh, we read it off to her and answer. I appreciate Bob Hagen, Keith Atkins. Thanks for dropping on by today, Dave Nervo, Aaron Victor, Robert Rohrbaugh. We played baseball back in the day together, Bob. Wow, small world. I love that. Um, all right, so so what else do we have on? the or a bullet point number one of 11. Yeah, so I can condense these all and we actually kind of already hit on quite a few okay. of them, but I'm going to do the very quick cliff notes version for I you. I want to hear I want to hear more. Yes. So, so we, another thing is that set, by the way, some of you just joined on, we're talking PR strategy and how you not only get the story, but how you leverage it and repurpose it to get as much mileage out of it as you possibly can. Yes, exactly. So, um, and what you just did is actually the next bullet point, which is synthesizing your content to give to your sales team and business development representatives so yeah. that they can prove that you are a reputable, valuable source uh, to potential prospects. So say, again, we'll go back to the example, let's say, um, you know, the Youngstown Business Incubator was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine. That's a great placement, great publication. A lot of people are gonna read that. But some people won't um, just because that's the nature of content. There's some audiences that just never come across it for whatever reason. So right. what you can then do is you can take that content, synthesize it, and you can pick out the three or four most important points, put them into an email that then your sales representative, business development representative can template out and they can send it to potential prospects. Hey, just was thinking of you, uh, Youngstown Business Incubator was, and not that they have sales representatives, but just as an example. Right, um, right. So Youngstown Business Incubator was featured in this piece. Here's the most important points. Thought you'd find it interesting. And then that way, one, you're finding an excuse to reach out to those prospects that isn't just, hey, 
are you going to buy my stuff? It's, it's providing value. It's providing content and it's building a relationship in a way that's more than just a, a hard sell. Um, you know, I, 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 I love that tactically too, by the way, because as, as sales reps go, there's so much checking in on, or I was just reaching out to you and it's like, you know, the, the better practice is this with a purpose and you've got something to say, Yes. And maybe it's not even asking for a meeting or whatnot. It's like, here, check this out. Like, this is something that we've got going on. Uh, yeah. And that's a great reminder to all of you that are out there. We come back to this muscle memory of things that we, we get in the habits from a, a sales perspective. And, and that is a prime, great use of, of a PR piece. Mm-hmm. We at Propeller, we call it the high not buy. So we're not trying to get you to buy anything right now. We're just saying hi. We're just putting this content out over to you. And by the way, it's content that's very um, reputable and credible. So it's not, you know, it's not just us saying it. Somebody else is saying it. Right, right. Um, yeah. So the third thing, uh, and again, the, I'm lumping a few of these together, but the third thing is um, whenever you do that outreach, you're going to have an email signature. You're going to have a Twitter handle. You're going to have a LinkedIn page. Uh, for all of those things, what you really want to do is make sure you cross-promote your content as much as possible. So in your email signature, you can include links to the latest pieces that you've been featured in or that you've written. Um, or you can also do that in your Twitter bio, just one or two recent pieces that uh, your company or yourself has been featured in. Just make sure that it's getting extra visibility because the average life of a tweet is uh, maybe like 30 minutes. Um, for a LinkedIn post, it's maybe one to two days. Uh, for a blog post, it's a little bit longer. They can last, I think I read, the latest I read was like three weeks. But if you have um, that, those channels also cross-promoted other ways, it's just getting second life, third life, fourth life. And so right. you're continually promoting that content. Um, and in that way, you don't even really have to call it out. It's um, those people that are already at the consideration stage of the funnel. They're thinking, hmm, what's this over here? I'm going to look into this. And so you're just fueling that uh, credibility and thought leadership that you have even more and giving more people more of a reason to uh, trust you, understand your product, understand where you're at, seeing if you're a fit for them and their investment. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I, lo I, I love bringing longevity to, you know, keeping it alive on life support for as long as you possibly can. Absolutely. My goal is with all my content, Jillian, for the lack of better sophistication is that I try to get it to live as long as a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good goal. That's a great strategy. <laughs> yeah. So put that in your smart, uh, Whatever marketing nerds are on here, that that's an official business marketing business school term. Keeping Content it to live as long as a twinkie. I love that. I, that's that could be a great potential blog post, which you could then turn into a contributed article and a tweet thread. Maybe even <laughs> swag, like maybe even a t-shirt. Who knows? Yes, I love it. So, um, but also along that same vein of um, just preserving the longevity of your content. Uh, this, this goes into SEO a little bit, and this is where I'll get a little bit controversial because there are a lot of people who pursue PR as a link building tactic um, because sure. they think it fits into their traditional SEO strategy. It does, but also it doesn't. And there have been a lot of marketers who have crunched the data, 
looked at this topic. Um, and the consensus now is that um, SEO is not so contingent upon having links and having that connectivity as it is about creating great content. Um, because when Google updated their latest algorithm, uh, they don't really come out and explicitly say these things, but uh, right. people who are analyzing it have understood, okay, Google is moving toward this direction of, um, because as you probably remember back in like the black hat days, people were putting their links every which way and paying link for link and all kinds of tactics um, that might have driven the traffic according to Google's algorithm, but weren't actually providing value for the readers. And so Google kind of caught on to this and said, hey, wait, no, 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 like we, we're gonna change this up here. So with PR, a lot of people, um, what they try to do is if there's not a link back to their website in the piece, um, they'll request one, which is okay. You can, you can do that um, because of course you do want that to be a sales lead for you as well. But if it's not, that's still perfectly fine because the value of PR, again, isn't so much about that piece and that link. It's what you do with it later on. And right. if it's great content, that's what's going to drive people more so than the link itself. Now, that being said, what you can do to help SEO is if you have a press page on your site, um, if you know that you're going to be getting like a consistent steady stream of press, you can create a press page and then make sure that you're regularly updating it because that's going to help drive SEO. The more that you add fresh new content onto your site um, that is reputable and credible, the more the Google algorithm likes that and then promotes it. So yeah. that's a great way to use those PR wins actually to build SEO in like a meaningful way. Um, and then what you really want to do when you're building that press page is not just have a bunch of links, but make it look very enticing and interesting and serving as third party validation. So as seen in Entrepreneur, as seen in Inc., make yeah. sure you have the logos, a very quick meta description of what's included in the piece. Um, and then make sure it's laid out in a clear, organized format so that people are enticed to click around and look and see where you've been featured. Incredibly valuable piece of information. If that's as controversial as we get on this show today, then I think we're doing all right. <laughs> so, right, yeah. I, I won't weigh into the, the great debate around link building versus PR because, I mean, it, it right. is still incredibly important. Um, and I think as, as an SEO strategist, that's always going to be top of mind for people. But... Without a doubt. And here's what I'll tell you as well is in, in somebody that provides SEO services to, to businesses, you know, through a content play and some technical components as well is that if you ask 10 SEO experts, um, SEO strategy, you'll get 11 different answers. This is true. Yes. So like, um, nobody can, nobody can agree. We're always reading through the tea leaves and we're always like trying to figure out and interpret Facebook, Google, you know, and I hate the term, what Facebook likes, what Google likes, like, it's just like, make great content, make a great mm -hmm. story, and mm -hmm. then imply these different tactical things. And, and again, keep running with it. But that's a, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a great bit of advice as well. Uh, we either do in the news, like, so specifically, like, we'll have a, a link on our, or we'll, we'll add it to a blog. And either way, that's yeah. how we kind of incorporate those stories into into the mix. That's great, exactly. However, you are featuring those uh, pieces and just making sure you're updating that content regularly. I think there is there's an art and a a practice, I guess, if you will, to SEO. Um, and some of it, like you said, is just about building the content, but some of it is about being strategic about how you do that. And like like you said, I. 
I do hate using the term like what Google likes. It sounds like they're like these weird omniscient gods that are like determining our behavior. It's like, no, it's not that. And I think that tone is important as well. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very sensitive to, you know, um, to, to like the self-boasting, the, hum mm -hmm. you know, the, the humble brag or not so humble brag. Like we were featured, I was recently featured in like, I'm just not like as much as I'm out there and and understand the value of all of it i'm just not comfortable going well i was featured because i'm an expert in you know look how awesome we are and it's like i don't know like i think that there's a, just a my approach is just different like it's it's like you know i try to be more humble i try to be humble with it because i don't like it when companies are like hey i mean i see if you're like recently featured but like there's a way to say it without sounding conceited right no, and that's great that you bring that up because I think one of the most important things to keep in mind with PR is like ultimately it's not about you. Um, it, it, it's important to feature yourself and feature your thought leadership and what you're doing, so showing your clients that you are a knowledge leader and uh, thought leader in your space. But it's ultimately not about you. It's going to be about, is that client, is that prospect, are they getting valuable information that can help them feel more confident in you um, as an investment? And so with that's, that's a great point that you bring up because a lot of founders, when they first get into PR, they feel very icky. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't wanna, you know, Put myself out there as this big personality. I don't even have that interesting of thoughts. Um, but when, like you said, when you strike the right tone of, I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to show that we're a worthwhile investment. I'm going to prove that this is a valuable use of your resources and that it's better served here than elsewhere. Um, that's the ultimate goal with PR uh, and, and the content that's subsequent from that PR. Um, and it, it's a difficult tone to strike, but if you uh, are really analyzing other people that you admire who do this well, it's, it's pretty simple to replicate um, as long as you go it, into it with that mindset. Gotcha. So here's a couple thoughts for those of you that are on. Um, do your live virtual, do your live digital day. We actually did a do, do your live digital day last year. Um, so we're doing it again this year. It's not just as a response or in the wake of a global pandemic. It's just what we do. Um, I'm determining now as to whether or not that's going to take place in August or September or potentially just in October or November. Um, it looks like we're on the fence with the in-person event right now because everybody's prepping for the second wave. And so it's just an odd time. I think if, regardless of that, we were going to do a small batch version of, of uh, Duyo in person, either October or November, uh, more to come on that. But yeah, either way, like I want to see you if you're still in Ohio at the time or could come back. I'd love to invite you to take the stage or take the virtual stage at Duyo when we have it because you're amazing. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is my my invitation, my invitation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean seriously, but um, all good stuff. So, any more PR stuff that we want to we want to chat about? Because I could I could keep going on with this, or I could get into our rapid fire questions, which are everybody's favorite goofy, you know, five minutes of fame. Launch into the questions. That sounds fun right now. All right. So, Jillian Smith, Youngstown State University graduate, marketing expert, PR. Um, She's with Propeller in Chicago. She's been quarantining in Youngstown, Ohio. We met back at the Youngstown 
Business Incubator and really enjoyed our conversation today having you on. We're going to get this out onto everywhere. We're going to get it on our podcast, our social media, our blog. We're going to repurpose it. Yes. And get it in our email newsletter as well. Um, so make sure you connect with Jillian Smith on her social media profiles on LinkedIn, type it in, you will find her. It's spelled like it sounds. Um, all right. So rap, rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Ready. What's on, what's on your desk? Um, a calculator and a flower. What's on the home screen of your phone? Um, there's a, a dog, a golden retriever. It's not my golden retriever. It's just, it, it, it was in a funny hat. So. <laughs> These are supposed to be rapid fire. And that's the irony behind it. We always get sidetracked. So like, do you go to the store and buy pictures of like a picture frame and just leave the, the, the strange family? And like, <laughs> that's the equivalent I feel like. It, it just, it was a really cute, tiny hat on a big dog. And I was like, you know what? That's going to make my day every time I look at it. So that's what's right. there. Are you, uh, are you an Apple or a uh, Android user? Uh, Apple, for sure. I, I had been using Android for a long time, but I recently, I, I think I was one of those people that was like, oh, I don't need to be Apple. But then I, I made the switch and I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I see why people do it. Right on. Now, Jillian is super well-traveled. And obviously over the past few months, it's been a little bit difficult, in case you didn't notice, of getting around the world. Right now, you've got an opportunity to click your fingers, Ooh. you're able to go wherever you want to in the world. Where are you mm -hmm. going? Um, yes. So there's this little tiny island called Tenerife, and it's off the coast of Spain. It's a Canary Island. I had actually been planning a trip to there before COVID hit, and right. um, I just find it fascinating because the people there, okay, get this, it's a very mountainous place. It's hard to get around and it's a collection of islands. So the people there developed this language that uses whistling and based on the frequency and tone of the whistling, you can understand what people are saying on the next island over, which I think is crazy. Um, so that's why I want to go there. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'd love to learn how to curse somebody out in whistling. Yes, <laughs> it would sound like weirdly beautiful. <laughs> All right. Now this is this is actually I lied a little bit earlier. It's when I said before this is the most controversial we get. We are going to get controversial right now. Oh my gosh! Pizza, pizza is religion in Youngstown, Ohio. Yes. But you've now spent time in Chicago. True. Best pizza in Youngstown or Chicago? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, and probably controversial. I might get like some hate mail from this. Uh, which is fine, but um, so so I have fallen There's in love. There's a hashtag with trending right now already, Jillian. <laughs> Seriously, um, but uh, so I have fallen in love with the deep dish pizza. The for the, the problem though is that it's not like pizza. It, it's a meal. It's like a it's like a whole experience. It's it's not like you yeah. know you're at a party and you're snacking on some pizza. It's like a, a Thanksgiving sit down dinner. You got to like prepare days in advance for. It but um right on yeah so so the ones who have the best pizza over there it's called giordano's there's there's two big players it's Lou gino's east and giordano's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right yeah I, i'm a big fan of giordano's um but in youngstown i would have to say uh so the the wedgwood bride hill it's just the best like there it's unique to the area it's always good it never fails i it's the best 
always delivers like Jillian Smith delivering on the Do Your Live Marketing Show presented by iSynergy. Thank you, everybody, for dropping on by today. We'll repurpose this. Share this with a friend that needs help with PR because Jillian dropped some major knowledge on us today. Thank you, Jillian. It's good to see you. Thank you. uh, Same. Great to see you. Awesome. Talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.